Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me Heidi Solomon Orlick, who is the founder of Girls Who Sell. And girls is spelled with a Z, not an S. Her website is girlswhosell.com. Again, girls with a Z, um, whosell.com. And I'm just really excited to get into this conversation today. I'm personally biased because I like what she's going to be talking about. So Heidi, welcome to the show. Jen, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, we were talking a little bit offline about how uh, we made you an exception um, to be on our show in regards to our pre-qualifying process. But I think it has a lot to do with your background. So before we get into Girls Who Sell, tell us a little bit about yourself and your experience in B2B sales. Yeah, so um, I would consider myself a B2B sales veteran, if you mm. will. Um, I um, I spent, uh, before kind of falling into a B2B sales career 30 years ago, I spent 10 years in the ad agency, um, marketing, Mm. sales, direct marketing industry. And um, after about 10 years of doing that and burned out a little bit, I I pivoted and I fell into a career uh, in the business process outsourcing industry, which Mm. uh, if if for your um, listeners is Uh, We work primarily with Fortune 500 companies who outsource their customer service and tech Mm -hmm. support and sales, et cetera, on a a global basis. And, um, you know, like so many other women, um, one, it's considered more of a technology sales. So if Mm -hmm. you think sales, B2B sales is male dominated now, you should have seen it 30 years ago when (laughs) um, I started this career. And and then and even still today tend to be the only women at the table. So have been very committed to um, mentoring and sponsoring other women, but it had always been within the context of the corporations that I work for and decided that uh, I really wanted to move the deep needle and make a difference in a much broader way. Yeah. Yeah. I just uh, have to give it to you. Um, I think, you know, very often... Um, even for myself being an entrepreneur for the last decade, like I I have those moments where I sort of feel like the only in the room sometimes. And yet you were doing this for, you've been doing this for 30 plus years now. Um, What was the mindset you had to get to be like, I'm owning it anyway? Oh, that's such a great question. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I think it was, it was a confidence factor. I was a competitive athlete, you know, growing up. Um, I was an inventor. So I rode horses. I actually was an alternate on the U.S. equestrian team. Mm. And so um, I think confidence was just something that uh, was, you know, sort of innate to me. Um, in terms of being in that a very competitive type of, of field. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, it, it was when, when, you know, sales had a somewhat negative connotation, right? right and it right. still does. Still right? does. Yeah. The used car it's sales still, person. Right. Yeah. The used, yeah. you know, the snake oil mm-hmm, salesman. Mm-hmm. And, and listen, when I started, deals were being done on the golf course. And let me tell you, I suck at golf. So <laughs> I knew that I had to 
find another way to be <laughs> successful and, yeah. um, or, you know, in, in back rooms or, you know, at, at bars or, or wherever. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, and so I, um, you know, I, I made it my personal mission mm-hmm. to, uh, really become an expert in my field, uh, yeah. so that I can have conversations that added value to my clients and to become an expert in my client's business as well. Yeah. The other thing that I did is frankly, I never, I always um, honored and maintained my innate skills, which I view as my superpower of being a woman in sales and not to be, you know, not in a manipulative way, Mm -hmm. but as a way that, you know, I did not try to become a man, right. And sell like a man, I sold like a woman and I feel like women, and this is a proven fact, have the innate skills to be successful, particularly in B2B sales. Yeah. Very relationship oriented. We're solution oriented. We're detail oriented. We have this innate ability to build trust. And so, um, and you know, clients, and prospects buy from people that they trust, not only people that they like. So uh, that's how I became successful. And I just, um, you know, I just uh, continued to to prove myself and close da- deals and um, outperformed all the yeah. <laughs> well, thank so you for sharing, good. Heidi. Yeah, no, that was great. I it's just um, I like that you just you just focused on what you were really, really, really good at. Um, whether it like it was a skill set, but also just even your womanly traits of sorts, um, the relational re- the relational aspect, which is like something. It's funny because you know when my husband and I are like prospecting, he's always thinking like, oh, how could we um, get someone to opt in? You know, and I'm like, well we, you know, it, it's not about who we are trying to get people to opt in. It's about maintaining the contacts we already have. And we have to do that through follow-up. And he's all like, like, he, he like, like, I have to like literally explain in steps what follow-up looks like. And it's really relationship building. Right. And I think right. it's a very womanly skill set to just naturally do that. You know, I even think in my personal life, I'll think of someone, I'll just text them say, Hey, just checking in. How are you doing? And that skill set can easily, you know, be translated into sales. I agree. And it's, it's really one of the foundation, foundational components of girls who sell because, and I'd love to talk a little bit about our origin story, but before we get there, um, you know, as I was launching the business, I, I realized that um, I was, you know, not the only woman that accidentally fell into sales. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when you ask a woman or a young woman, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? No young woman ever said, you know, I want to be a salesperson, right? And so <laughs> my goal right. was to, you know, really try to change that and position sales as an intentional career opportunity because it's a phenomenal opportunity. But we do have to, once and for all, overcome the misconceptions and yeah. misperceptions about uh, what sales, you know, what sales is, right? Yeah. Yeah. And who, who, um, 
on the surface or what a lot of us perceive is designed for, which for, you know, decades, you know, generations, it's been perceived that it's the man who is going to be good in sales. However, you know, as more women, you know, come into the workplace, at least throughout the decades, you come to find that they have a skill set as well, um, especially in sales, which I'm sure, you know, we can get into here a little bit. Um, So tell us, uh, let's go ahead and transition over to girls who sell, but the backstory, tell us the backstory so we can kind of lay the foundation as to how this company and why this company exists. Yeah. So, you know, as I mentioned, I, I've had, I've been very blessed to have a successful career Mm -hmm. um, in sales and that, you know, I was always focused on diversity, equity, and inclusion, even before it became a box to check Mm. for by corporations. And I was always because I didn't have a lot of female mem- mentors. I did have some very good female mentors, yeah. but not a lot of them. But I did mm-hmm. also have some phenomenal male mentors as well who believed in my skills and and wanted to develop me and gave me uh, opportunities to be able to succeed and progress in my career. Yeah. Um, and so I was always focused on mentoring and sponsoring other young women Mm-hmm. Uh, and trying to be that role model for them that I didn't have myself. Yeah. And, um, but I, um, I went through a very transformational year in 2019. Mm-hmm. I left a job uh, as CEO of a company that I was mm-hmm. working uh, at. Um, primarily, you know, there were a lot of mitigating circumstances, but one of the biggest ones was the fact that my father was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer wow. and my mother was elderly and also um, uh, sick. Right. And so I made the decision to, uh, to um, leave that company. And I rejoined VXI global solutions. Who's a, you know, that's my day job right now mm. um, still, but um, that's a phenomenal company and went back to be an individual contributor. The reason I tell you that, because for me, it was probably one of the most transformational moments, um, mm-hmm. making that decision and realizing that time is not infinite, right? And that the time is now. And if yeah. I really want to make, if I really want to leave a legacy and I really want to move the needle and I really want to make a difference. I need to do something outside of the construct of the companies that I was working for. Both my parents ended up passing away in November Mm. of 2019. And that's when that was a wake up call. And, and so, and then after, you know, closing out the estate and all of that, um, I came back mid February. So I was in California for three and a half months, came back, in mid-February and boom, was hit with the global pandemic. The good news is, Mm -hmm. if there's a silver (laughs) lining to it, um, is that, you know, I was spending 75% of my time on the road. And then, you know, that clearly became to, came to a screeching halt. And so all of that time (laughs) that I was spent traveling, you know, I was trying to fill with other things that I was super passionate about. And on Mm -hmm. a Sunday afternoon in October, uh, I'm an avid reader and I was uh, just hanging out and I would, I came across a Harvard business review article um, that was talking about how women are the future of B2B sales. That was actually mm-hmm. the title of the article. Mm-hmm. And I thought, 
well, that's strange. You know, what do you mean the future? Right. Like I've been in yeah. sales for, for 35 years. You're like, I've been and, in it already. <laughs> yeah, I'm in it. I am. The, You're like, wait, I what? The <laughs> yeah. So not the future. And, and so, you know, I just started doing research and that article also spoke about how women have the innate, you know, skill set to be very successful in B2B scale sales and gave statistics of how not only do we have the skill set, but we're actually better at it, right? Yeah. Like it's proven that we sell more deals and we move deals to the pipeline and we have, you know, um, higher close rate per- percentages. And so the it yeah. begged the question of, well, if that's the case, then why are not more women not in it? Right. And by the end of the day, girls who sell was born. Um, oh, I love the it. Mission of you know clo- not only closing the gender gap of B two B in B two B sales, but focusing on building the largest pipeline of diverse female sales talent. Because mm-hmm. today, um, there's probably two to three in the U.S. two to three million uh, people in B two B sales. Only 35% of those are women. And once you start overlaying women in leadership and you start overlaying different, um, you know, industry sectors like technology sales, um, and then you start overlaying women of color, the numbers are dismal, absolutely dismal. And that's got to change. Yeah, absolutely. Where do you think, um, what, where do you think the, that gap comes from, you know, do you think it's maybe just a generational thing or it's just a patriarchal thing, or it's just a systematic thing? Like what have you sort of noticed in your own experience and observations of, of why that gap even exists? Well, I, I think it starts with the, the negative perception, mm. uh, that women have of sales. And then mm. the women that I interviewed also, um, you know, were like, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I have the skill set to really be successful at that. I mean, I'm I'm shy or I'm yeah. an analytic or um, you know, and so um, you know, I think it and and for me, I'm like, yeah, that's your superpower, right? Like we're <laughs> right, gonna take right. those things and that's we're gonna we're gonna help you figure out how to leverage that skill set to be successful. Yeah. I think there's some other components too. It is male dominated, so mm-hmm. you do have to have you know, a certain level of, of confidence or to be able to, you know, there are women who, um, you know, start a career in B2B sales, but it is so male oriented. Yeah. yeah. You know, they're like, you know, I don't need this in my life. I'm, I'm out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Too, too much testosterone. (laughs) Yeah. Too much testosterone for me. I'm out. Um, (laughs) the other things that are, are happening is that, you know, women, it's proven that, you know, I, I, if you look at the advertising and recruiting mm-hmm. um, that's out there for people in sales, it is very, um, it is not gender, gender neutral, right? Mm-hmm. It is very male oriented in terms of how sales positions are advertised, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's an issue because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, come and kill it, you know, right. Tons of money and, and, you know, whatever. It's like all very male oriented words where women are more uh, likely to respond and apply. If it's a career opportunity that is, you know, be a part of a team, help solve problems, 
um, create solutions, you know, whatever, right? Like, and so I think there's that gap because women, unlike men, won't apply for a job if they don't, if they can't check all the boxes, right? Nine out of 10 or 10 out of 10. Whereas men are, have a greater propensity to apply for a job, even if they meet three or four, only three or four of the criteria, they're like, ah, 40%, yeah. that's good odds, right? <laughs> You're like, good enough. <laughs> right, I'll right. apply, right? So I think we need to get more women applying, you know, have the confidence to apply. And then once they apply, we need to be sure that we create an equitable and safe environment so that they stay. Yeah, you know, there's some uh, descriptions you have on your website that um, kind of brings me at peace or makes me feel like, wow, like I could do this. Like some of the things that the traits that you're looking for are people who, for example, are caring, <laughs> compassionate, intuitive. Um, the, one of my favorite ones, empathetic, uh, mm-hmm. socially conscious or conscious and an active listener. Um, I just think, you know, building relationships, like we were talking about at the beginning of our conversation, um, you know, seeing words like that um, tell me that, oh, like for someone who is, who considers herself like highly sensitive and empathetic and like a nurturer, um, this sounds like my jam. Like I didn't know that B2B, you know, sales would, um, you know, see these as positive traits where very often, you know, it's just commonly known. And we're, and of course we're still working on this, you know, uh, working on that kind of language that those types of words almost come off as a form of weakness or, you know, mm-hmm. you're not aggressive enough. You're not, you know, you're not too much, you're not a go-giver. You're, you're not go-giver. Yeah. You're not a go-getter is what I was trying to say. And, um, and so I just, in looking at your website, I just almost felt at home actually when I when I read it. Um, hence why I was a little late <laughs> or why I got the wrong room. <laughs> I, I love was like that. Thank going you. through your website. But it, it really speaks to me. And I imagine um, you know, as you start to create more awareness that, you know, I'm sure this is gonna speak to other women as well. Yeah, one of the one of the things and I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um and and that is is really trying to dispel um, some of the negative perception of sales, right? That yeah. these are the skill sets that you actually need, right? Not to yeah. be competitive and knocking, you know, knocking down pins and, <laughs> and, yeah. you know, a, a, you know, a bull in a China shop, right? Just trying to get, get things done. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that um, too, one of the unique things about girls who sell is there's a lot of phenomenal companies out there, you know, sales training organizations, or um, leadership training organizations that focus on women who are already in sales. So mm-hmm. they may want to be, they may want to take their career to the next level and pivot mm-hmm. from a, you know, individual contributor to a sales leadership role, or they just may want to enhance their skills so that they get better at their job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like that space was really crowded, mm-hmm. and so where where we're focusing on is young, younger women getting earlier in the pipeline. Yeah. Um, at a time when women are in a very influential state, you know, and period of their life. So we're mm-hmm. focusing on college aged and high school aged girls and getting earlier on to 
get them to start thinking about the potential of a career in sales for all of the reasons why sales is a great opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. It gives Mm -hmm. you, you know, financial freedom. It gives you independence. You have, you can control your own, your own um, success, right? Because Mm -hmm. you, you control what you, what you sell and how you sell and how much you sell. Um, And so I think we just need to get people out of thinking, oh, it's just a numbers game and, and, uh, you know, and focused on, you know, the commissions and, and all of that, where, you know, see, I never approached sales like that. Mm -hmm. I always felt as though that if I were doing the right thing for the company that I work for, I was passionate about the pro- the product that I was selling or the company or service that I was selling. Mm-hmm. And I was doing the right thing for my client, creating the right solution that was going to help solve a business problem for them mm-hmm. that the that the commissions would take care of themselves, right? Yeah. I never and I think that is a a, sh- a mindset shift that women have over men were, and I know that's a general generalization. So men are probably listening to this and I'm not, <laughs> well, this is good for, men. this is good for men, uh, fathers who have daughters that exactly. want to empower them to get into sales, right? Like to be, to be like dad, but not exactly like dad. Not <laughs> exactly than dad. like dad. My dad was the best salesperson I ever, uh, ever met. So I he was it. an entrepreneur and, and, yeah. uh, you know, so he taught me early on, you know, some, some, some scale sales skills, but I agree. And the other thing though, is um, to, to that end sales is a skill that you will have for life. So whether you, regardless, whether a person goes through our training programs and decides, yeah, you know, I want to have a career in B2B sales. Mm -hmm. I think learning sales is um, so incredibly important, right? I don't know, you know, if any of your listeners have tried to negotiate with a three-year-old, they will know sales is important, (laughs) Uh, you know, but for interviewing for jobs or trying to sell a proposal or to get a budget approved or whatever, whatever it is, um, you're always selling, you're always selling. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I just want to backtrack for a quick second. I want to make sure I mentioned this before I move ahead. I'm so sorry for your loss. I'm sorry for you for losing both of your parents. I just want to make sure I I put that in there and let you know that I want to give you my condolences for that. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it shaped you. Like you, like you just hinted that your dad was the best salesperson, you know, so I'm sure that was a very uh, difficult time for you. And, and I, I think it's worth taking a minute to honor your parents. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And and so I am curious to know, so moving on, uh, or kind of jumping back into where we're at with the program here, <laughs> um, I, I'm curious to know, instead of like that common saying, like, oh, it's a numbers game, um, what would you say? You know, what's a better phrase, at least maybe a phrase that women can kind of repeat to themselves rather than saying it's a numbers game? I, I'd have to think of a phrase, but I, I think the first thing that comes to mind is is around relationships and solutions, mm-hmm. creating solutions. Yeah, because that's what I really think: building relationships and creating solutions. It's a relationship and solutions game. We'll go with that. <laughs> relationships and solutions game. I don't know that I love the because it, it's not, not a game. game. It's not this a game. Is, yeah. yeah, it's not a game. I mean, you are 
you know, um, solving problems for um, and challenge and business challenges for, um, you know, for for companies, right? And it, yeah. and it, and and what you do really makes makes a difference. And um, you know, it's one of the few jobs that you can go, you know, that you can get, and you don't have to work for the company to be able to affect or impact, you know, change or to, mm-hmm. you know, you can go in and and really, um, you know, influence influence and affect change. So. But yeah. for me, that's what it is. It's it's I love it. uh, relationships and solutions. Yeah, it's reframing it. It's not looking at it just like a numbers game, like you said. It's like no, it's it's relational. It's solution oriented. Um, it's and I prefer it that way because I feel like I have. I mean, I know like when they say it's a numbers game, it seems like you have control of the situation, but I like, at least for me, I feel more at ease and excited, you know, to do sales, knowing that it's very relational um, and solution oriented. It 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 it. Definitely is. Mm-hmm. And listen, a prospect will, you know, if all you're focused on is selling something so that you can get the commission, a prospect will sell, you know, smell that from a mile away. Right. And, yeah. and um, you know, and I think that that is the, you know, the thing that really can hurt um, the trust in a, in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want to paint sales as something that's easy. Mm-hmm. You know, right. it's a hard job, right? It is a hard job. And you are, you know, you, you got to be able to, you have to have a little bit of a thick skin because, you know, you're not going to win every deal. And there is a lot of rejection and you need to be able to compartmentalize, and realize that, yeah. you know, it's business. It's not personal if you don't win a deal. Um, right. But there's nothing like, um, when you, you know, when you know that you gave, you know, 150% and you, you, you know, impacted, you know, in a positive way, uh, your client's business and you get that deals closed. It's just, it's addicting. I love to it. Me. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. It sounds addicting. It sounds fun when you know that you've made a difference and you got paid. (laughs) And you get paid, which is is super, super cool, right? Like there is that um, part of it. And for my job right now, like this is outside of girls who sell. Mm -hmm. um, But, you know, in the BPO world, one of the things that gets me really excited is not only solving problems for for clients, which is my top priority, mm-hmm. um, in addition to meeting the numbers that I'm responsible for delivering to the company that I work for, but we create jobs, right? So clients that outsource to us, um, you know, I've in my career, I, I can't even count tens of thousands of jobs that, you know, I've created all around the world. Mm-hmm. And so in addition to, you know, getting that deal, when I walk into one of our centers, and, um, you know, and, and see a program that I was responsible for closing. And it takes a village. It is not a single, you know, it's a complex sale, right? Mm-hmm. It's not um, just, just, just me, definitely not. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a team sport, um, you know, but uh, there's, there's also nothing like that to know that you were, you know, personally were able to create jobs for for people. So, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Heidi, I'm really excited for you and girls who sell. 
Um, I'm also excited for your new book. (laughs) You have a new book, Upward Leadership Lessons for Women on the Rise. Tell us what this book is about. Yeah, so I am one of uh, 23 authors um, Mm -hmm. that contributed a chapter for this book. Um, It was compiled and edited by um, Bridget McGowan-Hawkins and Simone uh, Morris. They Mm -hmm. are phenomenal. And um, it is one of the most diverse compilations of women's stories. So women from all different backgrounds and ages and races and gender orientation and just about everything that you can imagine um, across the board. And we all shared our stories about our leadership journey and what we wish we had known, you know, for me a thousand years ago when, you know, (laughs) when I started, when I started the process. So trying to share some wisdom and advice and um, provide some actionable, um, you know, you know, actionable wisdom or things that women can do. And oh my gosh, the stories are amazing, Jen. They're just they're just amazing. It sounds really exciting, you know, to just um, see yourself in someone else's story. And in, in this case, seeing other women um, just killing it, like you said, or, you know, rocking it, yep. <laughs> um, rocking. as you mentioned. And so it's uh, it's great. I'm really um, happy for, for you and your contributing authors to get this book together. And I know it's going to be uh, just very inspirational for a lot of women who want to get into uh, B2B sales. Um, Heidi, I, I feel like we've had, wow, just such an incredible conversation. Um, I want to make sure I've covered all my bases here. So is there anything else uh, you want people to know about Girls Who Sell? No, I, I mean, I, uh, I would love, you know, the, the organization is going to be subsidized primarily through corporate sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Um, you can certainly go on to our website, at, as you mentioned, www.girlswhosell.com with a Z. And um, learn more about our mission, vision, values, goals, and and the programs, training programs that we're we're offering in the free webinar series that we have. Um, But, you know, if any of your listeners, you know, if this is something that they're excited about or would like to be a part of, um, reach out, right? I'm very accessible through LinkedIn or just through the website in general. And, um, and then Upward is released on, on the 8th. So it'll be available through Barnes and Noble and, and Amazon and that. So, um, yeah, so go ahead and order that, but I think that's it. Good, good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad I hear I I pulled everything out of you and within this time we had together today. Um, Heidi, wow. Uh, Thank you again for uh, just who you are and what you're doing uh, for other women who, for women who want to pursue B2B sales, um, even especially our younger generation. I think they're really going to appreciate your business here, uh, Girls Who Sell. So again, thank you. We really appreciate having you on The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. Thank you so much, Jen. Yeah. And again, to our listeners, this is Heidi Solomon Orlick. She is the founder of Girls Who Sell, Girls with a Z. You can learn more about her and her company at girlswhosell.com. Remember, girls with a Z, girlswhosell.com. Thank you all so much for joining us. And we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com dot com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or 
post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm -hmm.